Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about four different ways that failing actually helped skyrocket my career. And the reason I want to record this episode is because when it comes to achieving our goals and our dreams that we have for ourselves and our career, one of the biggest reasons that I see people hesitating to take the actions that they know will help them along that path is fear of failure. And I don't blame you or anybody else who's thinking that because this is actually what we're taught for so much of our childhood and so much of our formative years, right? When we think about the academic setup, when you're in school, failure is something to be avoided at all costs, right? If you get an F on your transcript, especially if you are later on in high school and applying to college, or if you're in college and your GPA matters for your job, One failure on one test can drag down your entire grade for a course and you have to spend the entire semester trying to make up for it. And then that lower grade on your transcript can drag down your whole transcript, right? And that is the mentality that we are basically taught for the first 18, 20 years of our life, which is such a bummer because once you get into the real world, what you start to understand and what you may or may not know about all the successful people that you look up to, which is very true about all of them. And I can say that confidently having seen this in my own experience and my experience talking to many, many other highly successful people is that failure was the path to success for them. They had to fail many, many, many times in order to get the lessons and the learnings that they need for everything to click and eventually for them to get into that success, whether it was an amazing job at an amazing company or whether it was finally starting that business that clicked or anything else that they wanted to do. So if you're not doing things because you want to avoid failing or making mistakes, the problem with that is you're also avoiding these super, super valuable lessons, which are basically going to be the bricks in the sidewalk that lead you to the success that you want. And then you're going to be struggling with the fact that you're stuck. You're just going to be in the same position for as long as you're not willing to embrace failure. So I want to share my story with failure and how failure over the course of my career actually directly helped impact the successes that I saw down the road, namely getting in the door at Microsoft and starting Cultivated Culture. And I hope that through my story, you might see why starting these things and failing at these things was actually a beneficial thing for me. And looking back, I wouldn't change any aspect of this journey. So here we go. When I was in college, I was super, super, super into music. I spent eight plus hours a day listening to music in some form or another in the car, walking around in earbuds or while I was studying, which may have impacted my grades, uh, probably definitely impacted my grades. But my whole thing was listening to new artists and finding new artists that I really loved before everybody else did. That was my jam. And I wanted to then share these artists with other people. So at the time, this was really when music blogs were in their prime. This was kind of like 2011 through 2013 or so. And there were all these blogs out there that were sharing these new artists that whose music had become available through platforms like Spotify or SoundCloud or all these other things. So I thought, why not me? Why can't I go create a music blog? And that's exactly what I did. But in order to do that, I had to learn how to build a website. So I had to learn how to you know figure out what frameworks were out there. I 
ended up using a, a thing called WordPress, which powers, I think, 25 to 30% of the internet now. I ended up learning how to build a site on WordPress. I managed the whole site myself because as a college student, I didn't have any capital, any funds. I had to basically learn and teach myself how to do all this. So I had to build a rudimentary knowledge of how to code. I had to learn how to create these images and graphics. I had to learn how to basically take the scaffolding of a website and make it look at least aesthetically acceptable. I wouldn't say it was beautiful or nicely designed by any stretch, but I had to learn how to do all this stuff myself. And then I also had to learn how to write. You know, I basically got out there and just started talking about these songs, but I wanted to do it in a way that sounded professional. So I would read the blog posts from these other blogs and I would try to emulate that voice. And what I ended up doing was sharing a couple of songs per week and nobody came to this blog. I think it got a couple hundred visits in its entire lifetime. But what it taught me to do was build my own website and learn all of the things that go into that. And it also was kind of my introduction to writing. So all of that was fueled by my passion for music, but by traditional metrics, it was a complete and utter failure. There was no money made. There were hardly any visits. It didn't really go anywhere. And on paper, it was a big time suck, but it actually wasn't because it taught me those skills, which are going to come back to help me a little bit later. So a few years after that, I had the brilliant idea of creating an apparel business, which I think we've all had at some point, right? The t-shirt business or whatever it is. And for me, it was fishing gear. So I was really big into fishing in college. I still am. I love fishing. I just don't get to go nearly as much. But back in college, I found that all the fishing apparel was made for people who were like three times my size and didn't really have a sense of style. And I wanted to change that. I wanted to create cooler, better fitting fishing gear that maybe was a little bit more functional as well. And so in order to do this, I had to start understanding how apparel businesses worked. And it turns out that you can't just say, hey, make these shirts for me, but you have to actually create a CAD design or some sort of specific design where you map out the cuts of this fabric and how all those those cuts are going to be stitched together in order to create the product that you're looking for. And you have to select different types of fabric. And I had no idea how to do this. So I had to go work with freelancers who did this for a living. And that taught me two things. One, it taught me a little bit about the apparel business, which had no future impact for me, but it taught me how to work with freelancers. And it gave me some insight and some visibility into their businesses, how they gained clients, how they interacted with clients, what types of deliverables they, they shared, what great freelancers did that mediocre freelancers did. And that apparel business totally failed. It didn't go anywhere. I quit because it was too much work and I wasn't really that into it. And I was more into other things in in college that popped up. But I did get that visibility into freelancing, which was really, really helpful because my next foray into entrepreneurship actually combined both of the learnings from the last two initiatives, the blog and the apparel business. And that was when I wanted to transition careers. So again, I was working in healthcare when I graduated from college and I wanted to work in tech, but I had no traditional experience. And so I had to go create my own experience. And the way that I did that was through freelancing. So what I ended up doing was starting by reading books on digital marketing and taking courses on digital marketing, getting a foundational understanding. And then I actually set up a dummy website going back to the skills that I learned from my first failure, that music blog. I set up a dummy website where I could practice some of this stuff. I could practice SEO. I could actually add Google Analytics and get to see how that works. I could run some ads in Google AdWords to this site. 
And that allowed me to get a rudimentary understanding of how all the stuff that I was learning in the classroom applied to the real world. And then what I did was I built a website for myself. I built it from scratch and it basically marketed me as a freelancer in the digital marketing space. And then I started volunteering. So I went out, I volunteered my skills to other businesses that were out there and a couple of them took me up on it. And I used that to generate case studies. And once I had those case studies, I actually started charging for my services. So the cool part about this was I was able to take the failure around the music blog and turn it into something awesome because I could go out and create my own freelancing blog. And I also understood how websites work so I could help my clients with theirs. And then because I wanted to do freelancing, I could use the lessons that I learned from working with other freelancers to say, hey, here's what those great freelancers did that the mediocre ones didn't. Here's how they positioned themselves. Here's how they communicated. Here are the offerings that they, they went above and beyond on. And I did the same thing in my own freelancing, which led to more clients and more money and more experience. And then finally, a little bit later on, once I had moved to New York, I had the idea for an app and it was kind of goofy. It was an app that basically would tell you, you know, who was going out that night and where they were going. It's like quintessentially made for people who are like 21 to 24 years old. But Basically, I had that idea. I thought it was cool. And I went out and I hired a software engineer to help me build it. And I learned a ton about this process, right? Again, I thought it was just, oh, let me go talk to this person, tell them exactly what I want, and they'll build it for me. But no, it turns out that if you want to build an app, you need wireframes, and you need prototypes, and you need uh, the specific colors, and you need to show people where links go, and all of this other stuff. You need integrations and APIs and all these things. So I had to cut my teeth and learn all of that myself. And I actually went out and and built the prototypes uh, with a pencil and paper. Like I didn't know that all these apps existed to do it. I also probably couldn't have afforded them. I, I went to the local Michaels in New York City. I bought a sketch pad and a pencil and I went to this one coffee shop and I just sat down and I sketched out, you know, the app screen and all the links and the buttons and stuff. And I sent it to the guy and he probably thought I was just like out of my mind and insane because who in 2014 was still using a pencil and paper to draw up you know, mobile app specs when we had all these great tools on the internet. But anyways, he decided to go build a prototype. And while he was working on it, three other apps came out that had venture funding and did the exact same thing. And that's when I realized that I didn't really have a future in this because I didn't have any funding. And how was I going to compete with these folks who did? So I scrapped that. But it taught me so much about building products and working with developers and all that great stuff. So at this point, I have a whole bunch of experience. I have my freelancing experience and I have experience from all of these failures, right? A failed music blog, a failed apparel company, a failed app, and also a whole bunch of failures when it comes to pitching and cold emailing to eventually get my freelance business off the ground. And that's exactly what I used to get in the door at Microsoft, right? I started cold emailing people and building relationships with people in the same way that I learned from my freelancing business to get in the door. And then once I eventually got in the door, I used all of the the knowledge that I built around websites and the relationships that I had with these small businesses that I was servicing, actually using Microsoft Ads product to convince these folks that I had the experience that they needed. And they eventually said yes, right? They gave me the offer. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't tried all these other things and failed at all these other things. So those failures directly led to the success that I saw at Microsoft. And then once I got there and all these people started asking me how I did it, I saw the opportunity for cultivated culture. And instead of needing to pay people hundreds or thousands of dollars to build me a website or to get a logo or to do all these things, I knew how to do that myself from all of my failures, from the music blog, from the digital marketing freelancing, from all of that stuff, building out the app. So I went and I scoped out the website. I built it out myself again on WordPress. I wrote this whole blog post and 
That was basically the blog post still at the top of the blog, how to get a job anywhere without applying online. That's the basis for the entire company. And I did all that myself, right? And I actually maintained the website and continued building it myself for the first three years that the business was running. And then I eventually hired somebody to redesign it and make it look professional and do all this stuff. But I built this entire thing without any funding and it literally cost me like less than a hundred bucks to build cultivated culture at the very beginning, simply because I knew how to do this stuff. So I wouldn't have been able to start this business or at least the barriers to starting it would have been so, so much higher had I not tried and failed at all of those things in the past. So I share this with you to say that if you are afraid of going down a path that might lead you to achieving your goals or the dreams that you have simply because you're afraid to fail, that is the total opposite way that you should be viewing it. Instead, you should view the failures as those bricks in the path. And you should embrace failure because you actually need those failures in order to build the skills and learn the lessons that you need to be successful in the things that you want to be successful in. It's probably going to be pretty hard for you to go from where you are now to that place in your mind of success without learning those lessons, without getting those experiences. So the faster you embrace them, the faster you get them out of the way, the faster you will learn the lessons that you need to learn in order to be successful. So that is the moral of the story for today's episode. I hope it was fun for you to hear a little bit about my story. I had fun telling it, but I also hope that you are inspired and encouraged to go do that thing that you've been putting off because you've been afraid of failing, because that's truly what's going to separate you now from where you want to be in a couple of years. So thank you as always for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. 